Hi everyone, Demetrius McRae here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. As we are in our season of healing, just so you know, we are worshiping on campus and making sure that our worship experiences are safe and sanitary. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy the message. Well, how many of you love Jesus in this place? Hey, I'm so blessed to have the Gallardos with me today. They pastor an awesome church in St. Louis. Where is it? Kansas City. I knew it. And we love them so much. Let's give them a God bless you. They are mighty in the Lord. So glad to have you. It's good to have you guys back. Y'all traveling the world. But how many of you are glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Come on. All right. Stand for the reading of God's word. If you're ready, shout, bring it on. Anybody glad that God is still moving? Oh, I got about 12 of you. I said, anybody glad that God is still moving? You know, I'm determined now more than ever that we're going to give hope. Last week was an amazing week. The Lord helped us to give away $350,000. It was supernatural in a time like this. But I believe with all my heart that God is getting ready to do a new thing in the earth. I believe that there is revival coming to our nation. How many of you are ready to see an outpouring of the Holy Spirit like we've never seen? And I'm in a series right now called Living Hope. We're racing toward uh, Resurrection Sunday, and we want to give hope to this world. So I'm going to be teaching from Ezekiel 47. If you're ready, shout, I'm ready. It says here in verse 1, Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east for the front of the temple faced the east and the water was flowing from under the right side of the temple south side of the altar he brought me out of the by the way of the north gate and led me around on the outside of the outer gateway that faces east and there was water running on the right side and when the man out of the east with a line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubics, and he brought me through the waters, and the waters came to my ankles. And then the Bible says, and he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters, and the waters came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through, and the waters came up to my waist. Again, he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross. Tell your neighbor, it's getting deep. Come on. For the water was too deep, water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. He said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. And when I returned, there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and on the other. Then he said to me, This water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley, and enters into the sea. And when it reaches the sea, its waters were healed. And it shall be every living thing that moves. Wherever the rivers go, we'll live. How many of y'all want the river in your house? How many of you want the river in your church? How many of you want the river in your family? Come on. 
it said when it reaches the sea, verse 8, its waters will be healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the rivers go will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there. For they will be healed. And everything will live wherever the river goes. It shall be that fishermen will stand by it from Engedi and in England. They will be places for spreading their nets. Their fish will be of the same of many kinds as the fish of the great sea, exceedingly many. But its swamps and marshes will not be healed. They will be given over to Saul. Look at verse 12. Along the banks of the river, on this side and on that, will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither. Their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month. Come on, somebody. They will bear fruit every month. I said, you're going to bear fruit every month. You're going to see God's power every month. You're going to grow every month. You're going to take ground every month. Watch this. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves will be for medicine. If you want that river in your life, come on, make a little noise right now. No, I want to hear from you. If you want that river in your life, open up your mouth and say, I'm ready. I was going to title this message, There is a River, but I feel like preaching today, the river is rising. It's rising. I declare it's rising in your family. It's rising in our church. I declare the river's rising in our nation. Come on. It's rising in Kansas City. The river is rising. How many of you ready for the river to rise? All right, precious. Slip up your hands. Father, thank you for today. Lord, I've been on the run all weekend long. I've been preaching here and there, but I wouldn't want to be anywhere else besides right here. I want to be in your river. God, have your way speak to us here and to our friends by live stream around the world. If you love Jesus, open up your mouth and give him a praise. Come on. Before you sit down, push somebody and tell them the river is rising. The river is rising. I'm telling you, the church on planet Earth is not going down, we're going up. I got three people that believe it. I said the church on planet Earth is not going down, precious, we're going up. We're, we're not being defeated, we're overcoming, hallelujah. We're not dying, we're moving forward in revival. And I wanna talk to you about this text from Ezekiel and I had originally titled the message, There is a River, but the Lord began to stir me. Man, when I got to Palm Coast, they, they were in straight-up revival. It was unreal. We could hear it outside the building when we were walking into the, to the place where they were meeting, and the Lord just said, the river is rising. How many of you are ready for the river of God to rise in your life? Now, the Bible said that the river started and the waters were to the ankles. It, it kind of reminds me of a joke that I heard years ago that there were these two drunk guys and they were in a barn and they were in the loft of the barn. That's the second floor of the barn. And the barn caught on fire. And one of the drunk guys that was a little less drunk than the other guy said, hey, why don't you jump down there in that hog waller? Now, some of y'all country folk know what a hog waller is. That's where the hogs get and they lay and they roll around all in the mud. He said, jump in that hog waller and see how deep it is. And so that drunk guy said, okay, I'll, I'll do that for you. And he jumped. And when he jumped in, the, in that waller, in that mud, he shouted up to his friend and he said, it's ankles deep. And the guy said, okay, I'm jumping now. And he jumped, and it went up all the way to his nose. 
and he asked his friend, he said, wait a minute, man, I thought you told me that this thing was ankles deep. He said, it is. He said, I jumped in head first. I came looking for some people who wanted to jump in head first this morning. I'm gonna ask you again, is there anybody here that doesn't just wanna get to your ankles, you don't wanna just get to your knees, but you say, God, if your river is here, if your anointing is here, if your power is here, if a new season is here, I'm ready to jump in head first. Before I even teach this, I only wanna hear from the people who are ready to jump in head first. One, two, three, make a little noise in the house. So here's how it starts. It starts head first. Now, there are many who want to say that this particular group of scriptures that I just read is just poetic, but I want you to understand they're not poetic, they're prophetic. See, we don't need to spiritualize the river. The river spiritualizes itself. It means something. It's the promise that God would send his power. It's the promise that there is a river of God's presence, and in that river there's healing, and in that river there's deliverance, and in that river there's hope, and in that river there's salvation, and in that river there's restoration. But if you look at verse 1, the Bible said, then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water. Now don't miss verse one. It said that he brought me to the door. And God began to deal with me this week as I was praying about it. And he said, tell my people, don't lose hope. I'm about to open up doors in this season. Uh. Let me speak to people who are hungry. I said, don't lose hope. God is about to open up doors in this season. Doors of deliverance, doors of joy, doors of provision, doors of breakthrough, doors of power. Some of you have been in a time where it seems like doors have been slamming in your face. You've been trying to break through. You've been trying to move into a new season. You've been trying to see victory. You've been trying to step into a new season. And everywhere you turn, it seems like doors are opening or closing in your face. But God brought me here to tell you to get ready. He's about to open new doors. I believe that doors of revival are opening in our community. Come on now. I am not, I am not believing that God is done with America. I'm believing that God is about to open up a door and we're going to see moves of his spirit in cities like we've never seen it before. I declare that a door is opening in your life, a door for your family. Your children are going to go through that door and be saved. Come on. Your daughters are going to be delivered. Your sons are going to be set free. If you're ready for God to open a door, come on, make a little noise in the room right now. But see, we've got to understand that that door, according to Matthew, that door is Jesus. Jesus said, I am the door. Now, I'm one of those radical preachers that still believe that Jesus is the only door. He said, if you come in any other way besides the door, you're worse than a thief or a robber. Now, I know there's a lot of preachers that don't declare this anymore, but there's still only one door, one door to hope, one door to healing, one door to salvation, one door to power, one door to revival. If you want the door to God's presence, I'm telling you, Buddha can't get you there, and Allah can't get you there, and Krishna can't get you there. I'm telling you, there is a door, and his name is Jesus Christ. Christ. We're living in this culture now that when you say things like that, there's, that's called hate speech. You know, why do you say things like that? Let me tell you, when I say the name of Jesus, I am declaring that there is a deliverer 
that will come to you. Come on, how many of you believe that Jesus is still the door? I've had people tell me, I want you to come and pray for this event. I want you to come and pray for this council meeting. But we don't want you to pray in the name of Jesus. We want you to pray more of a cosmic prayer. We want you to pray more of a prayer to the creator. And I tell them very nicely, if I can't bring Jesus, I can't come. Because here's the truth, you haven't prayed till you pray in the name of Jesus. You hadn't called on power till you call on the name of Jesus. You hadn't got to the door till you call on the name of Jesus. And if we wanna come into this new season, we're not gonna program our way in. We're not gonna legislate our way in. We're not gonna dictate our way in. Listen, a denomination won't get us into the move of God and into breakthrough. A church membership card won't get us there. But when we come in the mighty name of Jesus, Y'all, I gotta get back, but how many of you believe that demons still tremble at the name of Jesus? How many of you believe that cancer has to dry up in the name of Jesus? How many of you believe that devils have to run in the name of Jesus? How many of you believe that depression is broken in the name of Jesus? How many of you believe that joy is released in the name of Jesus? One door, come on and give God praise if you still believe there's one door. Uh. Now, the Bible says that he measured 1,000 and it was a river that I could not cross for the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. Now remember, this is not just poetic, this is prophetic. And the truth is y'all, we need more of God's river. We need more of God's presence. We need more of God's power. We need more of God's anointing. Come on now. See, if you understand really what's going on here, this represents what started 2,000 years ago in the upper room. It started out ankles deep in the upper room because there was only 120. But this thing has continued to grow. It may have started in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, the river began to flow. But today, our spirit-filled, Holy Ghost-filled Pentecostal ranks, we now have more than 300 million people who gather and they believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Oh, come on, somebody. That river started flowing 2,000 years ago and it's still flowing today. You hear so much about the church is losing strength, the church is losing power, the church is losing influence, but that is a lie. The going through the motions church is losing power, the going through the motions church is losing influence. But everywhere the river is, baby, the church is growing. The fastest growing part of the church is the church that is baptized in the Holy Spirit. China's being taken right now. Central and South America is being taken right now. Y'all can't handle this. There is revival taking birth in, in Iran right now. And churches are being filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm trying to tell you where the river is. You ain't dying, baby. You're growing. Somebody make a little noise if you want to be in that river. It started out with 120, but here we are 2,000 years later, and we are still in that same river, but now it's not ankles deep or knees deep or waist deep. It's a river that cannot be stopped. Now, I know the frozen chosen don't like it. 
I know that there are people who can't handle it when God's moving. They would rather have churches that are more predictable. Pastor Elliot, don't take all that. Come on. But I know we have pastors that watch us from around the nation, and I want to say this to every young pastor, and I want to say it in love, and any pastor that, that kind of looks to us or watches us, the attractional wave has crested. Simply being a, an attractional church, that wave has crested. Just being, being a church where you come in and the buildings are nice and the programs are good and you have a 55-minute service and everybody comes in and leaves and nobody has changed, baby, let me tell you, that wave has crested. After 2020, after COVID, after all the hell that we've been through the last 18 months, that wave has crested. Now people are looking for a fire-baptized Holy Ghost-filled church that knows the river. Come on, how many of you say, God, send that river. Do what you want to do. Have your way. I'm tired. I don't want to be in a church where we just go through the motions, baby. I don't want to be connected to something that doesn't have the river in it. Hear me in this room. We will never rescue a world that is head over heels in sin and despair, standing in an ankle-deep anointing. Step into the water. Wade out a little bit deeper. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I want my church to go deeper. I want every campus to go deeper. I want us to be hungrier than we've ever been for the move of God. I want the real outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Man, at 57 years old, I'm more desperate for the Lord than I've ever been. I want something from on high. I want power from another world. Hallelujah. Now, watch what the Bible says. It, it says that the river, get this now, the river began to flow, or the river uh, goes down into the desert and into the sea. It's, it's actually recorded in verse 8. It said, then he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley, and enters into the sea. And when it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. The King James Version says it goes through the desert. And it goes through the desert all the way to the sea. Now, the desert that it's talking about there geographically is the Araba Desert. That's the driest, most desolate desert in all of the Middle East. But he said in that area, when that river goes there, that that desert, that dead desert comes back to life. And when it hits the sea, it's not just any sea that they're talking about there. It's the Dead Sea. Geographically, if you study that, the way that it's being painted in that in that particular text that river is flowing into the dead sea and when it hits the dead sea the dead sea comes to life i've been to the dead sea many times and how many of you know you don't get any sicker than dead well, I better ask this time. I said, how many of y'all know you don't get any sicker than dead? If it's dead, it's dead. I'm talking about dead as a doornail dead. I'm talking about cold dead. I'm talking about stone dead. If you've been to the Dead Sea, nothing lives in the Dead Sea. It's full of phosphorus. It's full of chemicals or, or minerals. It's full of salt. It, it's so full that you can't even sink down if you get in it. Many of you have been to Israel with me. You can't even sink underneath the water. Everything is dead in the Dead Sea. Let me teach for a second. Do you realize that there are 37 tributaries of fresh water that flow into the Dead Sea, but nothing flows out? It's got all these sources of fresh water coming in, but nothing is flowing out. Have you ever known people that they were kind of like the Dead Sea? 
See, everything that hits a dead sea dies. Have you ever known people that all they do is take, 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 oh, where y'all at? Take, 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 take. They, they take joy, they take peace, they take money. Whatever gets them dies. You know why? Because they don't have any outflow. All they do is take. But we've got to understand that God has not called us to be a reservoir. God has called us to be a river. And God said, if I can get it, through you, I'll get it to you. If I can get power through you, I'll get it to you. If I can get breakthrough through you, I'll get it to you. If I can get money through you, y'all ain't saying nothing, I'll get it to you. How many of you can say, God, make me a river. God, flow through me, I'm ready. Make a little noise if you're ready in this room. But the Bible said that that river, if it would flow out of the south side of the altar and it would flow down through the desert and the desert would come to life, and the Dead Sea, the Dead Sea, the waters would be healed. I want to tell you that in the mighty name of Jesus, that God is bringing a river. He's bringing it to your house. Okay, I said he's bringing it to your house. He's bringing it to your family. Can somebody get radical with me? He's bringing it to every campus. He's bringing it to Kansas City. He's bringing a river that's going to heal everything the devil tried to kill. I declare in the mighty name of Jesus that a river is coming to Mainland High School. I declare that a river is coming to Seabreeze. I declare there is a river in Calvary. I declare there's a river in Palm Coast. There's a river in Ormond Beach. Somebody give God praise that healing is going to take place in the river. Watch this now. And it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the rivers go, it's going to live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters will go there for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. I'm declaring the river is coming here, but it's not just coming here. When you leave here, the river's going with you. Everywhere the river goes, there's life, there's hope. I, I declare in faith that the river of God is coming in a fresh way. But watch this. It says that fishermen from Engedi will cast their nets. Verse 10 says, it shall be that the fishermen will stand by it from Engedi to England. In England, they will be places for spreading their nets. Their fish will be of the same kind as fish of the great sea, exceedingly many. Now, now, don't miss this. The Bible said the fish shall be of the great sea, many different kinds, exceedingly many. See, this was prophetic of you and me because Jesus said in Matthew 4, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. He said, when that river starts flowing, he said, there's going to be fishermen, <laughs> and they're going to bring in a, a catch. And he said, it's going to be exceedingly many. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. He said, he said it's going to be exceedingly many. In that, in that catch, there's going to be blackfish. There's going to be whitefish. There's going to be Spanish fish. There's going to be Chinese fish. Where are y'all at? There's going to be Asian fish. There, there's going to be women. There's going to be lady fish. Come on, somebody. There's going to be Methodist fish. There's going to be Baptist fish. There's going to be Kojic fish. There's going to be AME fish. There's going to be rich fish. There's going to be poor fish. There's going to be struggling fish. 
There's going to be some big mouth bass. Come on, somebody, y'all know. But how many of you can say in the mighty name of Jesus, God, we declare that there is a, there is a catch coming and we want everybody you got for us. Make a little noise if you believe that. I just heard the Holy Spirit say, get ready to be surprised. Ah, Kaboshai. I heard the Holy Ghost say, get ready to be surprised. Get ready to be surprised at the folks who get saved. Get ready to be surprised. Folks you never thought would get saved are about to get saved. The folks you never thought would get delivered are about to get delivered. Folks you thought would never get delivered are going to get delivered. Folks you thought would never, come on. I dare you right now, if you believe God is going to do something new, open up your mouth and give God a praise. The key is the river. The key is the presence of God. The key is the power of God. I'm uninterested in just coming to church. I'm uninterested now in just hanging out. Man, there is something in me that says God put me in a place where there are miracles, signs, and wonders. Put me in a place where the sick get healed. Put me in a place where joy is released. Put me in a place where there is power from on high. Put me in a place where young people are called to ministry. Put me in a place where marriages are put back together. Put me in a place where joy addicts get delivered. Put me in a place where people are bound up sexually. They get set free supernaturally by the hand of God. Let the river flow. Now, now it's sad to me because the Bible says the swamp and the marshes shall not be healed. Verse 11, but the swamps and the marshes will not be healed. They will be given over to salt. Now, now watch this. I want to go somewhere here. Isn't it sad to go to a church and you know that church has always been dead? Have you ever been to a dead church before? I've been to churches so dead I smelled the embalming fluid when I came through the door. Come on, y'all. I, I went to a church so dead I heard somebody died in the church and they, they carted out five people before they got the right one. Come on, y'all. See, there are, there, are, there are some churches that start off dead. They've been dead. They're always going to be dead. It's the frozen chosen. Come on. They sit in church. They never move. They never respond. You know exactly what's going to happen. Come on. Did you, did you ever hear many church like that? You know exactly what's going to happen. You know Brother Shabadoo's going to come up. Y'all know Brother Shabadoo. Joy, Joe, Joe Shabadoo. Come on, somebody. He's going to come up. He's going to give honor to God, and he goes through his thing, and then you're going to sing two songs, and then you're going to have a 20-minute message, and it's going to be dead. Nobody's going to be getting It's a desert. There's nothing happening. Nobody's ever delivered, and that is a sad thing, and I hate to see that, but let me tell you what is even sadder. Look at the text. It says, but the marshes and the swamps shall not be healed. You know what a swamp is? A swamp in a marsh is a place where the river used to be. It's a place where the river used to flow, but it doesn't flow anymore. It's a place where the river used to refresh, but it doesn't refresh anymore. To me, there's nothing sadder than to see a church where the river used to flow, but it doesn't flow anymore. Where the power used to flow, but it doesn't flow anymore. Where the glory used to be, but it's not there anymore. I'm telling you, that is a sad commentary to know that that used to be a place of healing, but it's not anymore. 
And if you know anything about a marsh or a swamp, it stinks. If you know anything about a marsh or a swamp, new fresh life doesn't live at a marsh or a swamp. It's when that river is flowing that it can be life-giving. And I'm telling you, I have made up in my mind that I'm not going to pastor a church that becomes a swamp or a marsh. I have made up my mind that we will not be given over to salt. Some of y'all say, well, what if the people don't want it anymore, pastor? What if you get to a place now you're 57 years old? What if your people don't want it anymore? Well, baby, you're going to have it because I'll have it all by myself. I have, I listen, I'll shout whether you shout or not. I'll cry whether you cry or not. I'll dance whether you dance or not. I'll, listen, I'll lay hands on myself. I'll catch myself and cover my own legs up. Come on, somebody, because I have made up in my mind that this house will never be a marsh. It will never be a swamp, but it's going to go from generation to generation. Your children will sit in this river. If your children, your grandchildren, if Jesus tarries, will sit in this river. If you want that, open up your mouth and give God praise. People, people are not healed in our rituals. People are not healed because our programs are good or because our facilities are nice. It's when something gets in the room from another world. It's when something begins to happen that transcends logic. I'm at a place now where I say, God, we've come through 2020. It's been rough. Every single attack the enemy could bring against us, it seemed like he brought against us. But Lord, I know there's healing in the river. I know there's restoration in the river. I know there's power in the river. Oh, can I say it? I feel like God is about to open up a river in our church like we've never seen before. If you're ready for a river, go open up your mouth and give God a shout right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell somebody around you, say the river is rising. Yeah, yeah, hell wouldn't be fighting us so hard if he didn't know the river was rising. The enemy wouldn't be coming against you so hard if he didn't know the river is rising. The river is rising. Yeah. Jesus. Now, hallelujah. The problem is, see, I've been doing this a long time. We came here going on 24 years ago. I was 11 when we came. So uh, we've navigated a lot of attitudes. And the truth is, there are some people that don't want it. They, they, they want things to be predictable. They, they, they want things just to be normal, but you cannot be normal and supernatural. Can I say that again? You, you can't be normal and supernatural. We have a generation of preacher now that is trying to attract the supernatural with the superficial. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. They think the breakthrough is gonna be in their nice building or their great program. They think the breakthrough is in there. How many, how many Twitter followers do I have? How many, how many likes do I get on Instagram? Listen, it doesn't matter how many followers you have on Instagram if nobody is following you to the river. If nobody is following you to heaven, 
and we have traded the supernatural for the superficial, but I feel like there is a generation that's rising up that's saying, God, put me in a place where there is something going on that cannot be defined by a logical mentality. Let it be supernatural. If you're hungry for the supernatural, open your mouth and give God praise. Come on, I know that there's gotta be somebody if you're hungry for revival. Open your mouth and give God praise. I'm not just hungry, I'm a little desperate. Oh, I said I'm a little desperate. That's what 2020 did to me. Got me a little desperate for God. Desperate to see him move. Desperate to see an outpouring of his spirit. Desperate people act different than anybody else. Huh? See, the problem is we're trying to talk about this river and we're going to be ankles deep, right? Knee deep, waist deep, to your chest, over your head. But the problem is we got too many lifeguards. Help me. Too many lifeguards that when the river starts flowing, Quit all that shouting. It don't take all that. Pastor is trying to move the service. Will you please sit down? You have been swinging your wig in my face this entire service. You're on my last nerve. Would you please sit down? I'm on Snapchat, weave off and show people who you really are. They get mad and upset. They don't take all that noise. Why do they have to sing, my Lord? Why don't they take the seats out of here? We never get to sit in them anyway. Come on, somebody. Pastor makes a stand for the reading of God's word. You got to just... Why is he always hollering? Why don't he just stand up there and talk and sweat? Why do he got the organ playing? Why he got to have the organ when he's preaching? Is he preaching or is he singing? I don't know. Why they got to lay hands? Quit laying that tray. He's falling out. You better catch... I'm pulling you in, I'm pulling you in. I'm pu you can't go any deeper, but let me tell you something. Maybe there's some pastors that are like that, but that ain't Jim Rayleigh. I'm here to say, deeper, jump on in. Get over your head. Swim till you're healed. Swim till you're delivered. Go down again. Somebody give God a shout if that's what you want. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm going deeper. Yeah, yeah, you can stay in the shallow if you want to, but I'm going deeper. I got to get in the river. Healing is in the river. My breakthrough is in the river. Wait a minute, I'm going to give you 30 seconds. One, two, three, give God a crazy praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hey. Man, I feel the Holy Spirit in here. I feel breakthrough in here. Somebody's family is turning around. Somebody's children are turning around. Somebody's circumstance is turning around. Jump in the river. Jump in the river. Jump in the river. Healing is in the river. Breakthrough is in the river. Power is in the river. Revival is in the river. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now watch. Y'all, y'all sit down. I love y'all. How many of y'all getting in this river with me? Well, I, I, I was liking that church, but that pastor blew a whistle, and I don't know. They just prayed so much at that church. That preacher, he's, he, he hollers at us. They dance, they run all around, and they carry on. I don't do that because I'm deep. I don't act that way. I'm just deep. I've been, I've been serving God. I'm too deep for all that. I don't, I'm too deep to clap my hands. I'm, I'm too deep to shout. I'm too deep for all that emotional stuff. Yeah, but you sure did get angry last night. I'm too deep for all that emotional stuff. But let me tell you something. Don't underestimate the power of praising God. The, the Bible says to put on a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. What I know, and I've said it here in years gone by, you can worship and still be heavy. You can, you can, you can read your Bible and still be heavy. You can praise and still be heavy. But when you open your mouth and you clap your hands and you shout unto God, heaviness has to get off of you. Come on, I believe addiction breaks. I believe the power of the end. That's why the enemy doesn't want you to praise God. The devil hates it when you praise God. Did you know? Oh. Even the word hallelujah has a, the root of it is halil. Halil means to be crazy. It means to be clamorously foolish. It means to boast in the Lord. It means every time you say hallelujah, you are getting on the devil's nerves. If you knew right now that the great insult to the enemy, after all he's brought against you this year, after all the mess that he has tried, but yet inside of you there is a praise, it would insult the enemy as you boast in the Lord. Why don't you do that right now and say, God, I'm going to praise you that no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. Come on, shout and give God glory. Hallelujah. 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 Now watch. Y'all be seated. I'm going to land this plane. The Bible said, that their fruit would be for food and their leaves would be for medicine. I'm declaring that God's gonna use our church, use your house, use your family, use you. When that river flows, healing's coming to your house. Healing's coming to that broken relationship that you have with that child. Because wherever the river is, things shift. Now, I was thinking about something that happened to me a while back. 
I won't tell everybody, but I'll just tell y'all. And all the people watching on live stream next Tuesday. Come on, somebody. Here's the deal. We live on a waterway, and I was thinking about getting a little John boat. Y'all know what that is? It's like a little boat that you tool around in, and you can fish and stuff like that. It wouldn't be a little John boat because I'm big, so it had to be one that wouldn't sink if I got in it. Come on. But it was just a small boat that I could take Peyton fishing in. And I'm not, I'm not the guy that fixes stuff. I'm the guy that breaks stuff. Okay? It, your husband is the guy that fixes it. Dawn's husband is the guy that breaks it. Come on. Because if it was not for guys like me, all you guys that can fix everything wouldn't have nothing to do. So I just, come on, I, uh, do you know how to fix the car? No, sir. I can change the tire. I think. It's been a long time. But I, I wanted to measure this area on my dock, so I got my measuring tape. I was feeling, I'm not, I, I told y'all I was, I was born in the country, but I was raised in the hood, so I'm like a hood neck. Come on, somebody. So I got, I, got my, I got my measuring tape at my house, and I anchored it into this little area there, and I was walking around my dock because I was going to try to measure uh, how, how, what size little boat I could get. And I'm just walking, and I'm so proud of myself. I'm saying, look at here, man. I thought I was mechanical. Why? Because I had kept the measuring tape. It was still hooked in to the piece of wood. And I said, man, I walked five feet. Look at here. Man, listen, I'm going to build a house after this. Come on, y'all. <laughs> and I'm just walking with it. I'm just walking with it. And I'm, I'm just so proud of it. And by then, I'm just, I'm just looking, walking on the dock, just looking just looking and I didn't realize that I was about to run out of dock <laughs> I had all my clothes on I had my glasses on had my phone in my pocket it wasn't waterproof I'm just walking and I'm saying look at that Ooh, look at that and all of a sudden I took a step and there was no dock there and I'm like, oh my goodness, it was like those cartoons. You ever seen the cartoons where the cartoon character tries to run back? I thought, man, I'm gonna run back, but it was too late. I fell off the dock. And I landed in the river. I landed in the river. And it was only this deep. But what had happened was that when I fell off the dock, I fell off in an awkward position. So I didn't just land on my feet. Every part of me went in the river. My head got in the river. My hair got in the river. My chest got in the river. My heart got in the river. My feet got in the river. 
My mind got in the river. There wasn't none of me that wasn't in the river. My phone was in the river. My, my, my bank account was in the river. My credit card was in the river. Everything I had was in the river. And God said, I'm looking for a people who will say, they let me get in the river. Put my mind in the river. Put my family in the river. Put my heart in the river. Put my agenda in the river. Put it all in the river. God. That's what I want. That's what I desire. Y'all, I lost my glasses. They, they're somewhere now. There's a catfish wearing my glasses somewhere. I'm reminded of a story I was reading a while back about the Mississippi River. Do y'all remember when the Mississippi River, when the rain came so intense to the Mississippi River that it gave out its banks? This was years ago. All of y'all are not 10 years old. Who remembers that time? And it flooded so bad that it started taking communities. It started taking neighborhoods. It took some schools. Come on, somebody. It flooded entire communities. And when I read the article, the article said that the river overflowed so much because the rain kept falling that it took over neighborhoods and never gave them back. That it took communities and never gave the communities back. Let me tell you what I prophesy. I prophesy that the rains of revival are about to fall and the river is about to swell. You know what you get when you get rain in a river? You get a flood. I'm ready for a flood. I want to take communities and never give them back. We want to take your children and never give them back. We want to take Ormond Beach, Orlando, Palm Coast, New Smyrna. Come on, we're going to take Kansas City and never give it back. If that's what you want, open up your mouth and give God praise. Stand, stand to your feet, everybody. We don't spiritualize the river. The river spiritualizes itself. It's an outflow. It's a picture of revival. How many of you can say, Pastor, I'm with you. I'm with you on this revival thing. I'm with you on this river thing. Have you ever, have you ever seen when you throw a bottle in the river and the bottle starts bobbing kind of back and forth and it gets a little water in it and it keeps bobbing? Some of y'all been that, like that bottle. You've been bobbing, you've been getting a little bit here and a little bit there, but it keeps bobbing. Till finally more and more and more and more water gets in the bottle until you get to a point where the bottle finally sinks down to the bottom of the riverbed. And then you look at that bottle and you ask yourself a question. Is the river in the bottle or is the bottle in the river? Oh my, my. I don't know about you, but I want to get to a place in my life where I get so full of the river of God, where people say, is he in the river or is the river in him? I want you to get to a place where you don't have to come to church to get in the river. I want you to get to a place where you don't have to have a preacher or a worship team to get in the river, but out 
of your belly shall flow forth rivers of living water. I'm just looking for the people who are desperate like that. Come on out here and worship with me. I'm looking for some people who are desperate like that. If you're desperate for that river, I want you to lift up your hands now and just say, Lord, send the river. Sing, honey. Come on. There's a hunger and a thirst.
Come on, come on, come on. If you want to get in the river and let the river get into you, come on, open your mouth. Nathan, raise your hands. God said he's baptizing you in wisdom right now. I hear the Lord say, I'm baptizing you in wisdom right now. You're going to have a supernatural ability to be able to see things in a way you need to see them. God said it's pouring over you like oil right now. The Lord said it's pouring over you like oil. The Lord said don't doubt. Don't doubt his voice. Don't doubt his hand. Don't doubt his power. Don't doubt his direction. You're in the river and the river is in you. I need somebody that says put me in the river and let the river get in me. Open up your mouth and give God some praise. I'm done, but I want to say this. Y'all know now I'm getting older, and the way that God speaks to me is through dreams. Because old men dream dreams, but I'm not old, I'm just older. But I dreamed that I was standing out during this whole COVID thing. I was standing out on, on our dock, and I was fishing. And I started reeling something in, and it was so big, I said, I'm not going to be able to reel it in. And it was jumping, and it was, it was massive. I finally got it on the dock. I don't even know how I was able to pull it in. And it was about as big as me. And I looked, and it kind of looked like a fish. But it also had a face like a man. And I remember looking at that... And I said, wow, I didn't think I was going to get you in. He said, you caught me, and I didn't even want to be caught. I heard the Lord say, we're about to catch people that don't even want to be caught. So I speak and decree over you that you're in the river, and the river is in you. I declare that harvest is coming. I declare that on the end of all this mess that we've been through, there's an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I declare that this week you're going to find yourself in the river and cancer is going to dry up because you got in the river. I declare that depression is lifting off of you because you got in the river. I decree and declare that hope is being restored in your life because you got in the river. I declare that financial provision is coming into your life because everything you need is in the river. Now, if you received it on live stream and you received it right here, as Pastor Christian comes, open up your mouth and give God a praise. Come on. Come on. He's going to close us in prayer. Nobody Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be a part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060, or you can give at calvaryfl.com give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also for you to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. Again, thank you for joining us.